Praise the Lord. Good to be with you this evening. Going to begin to study in the Word of God in our little Bible study for the church and those that may be listening around the world and be doing this time to time. If you want to know why I got the headsets on, I'm also recording this to podcast with a PodTrack P4 to see if the audio quality is better. We're also going to be uploading to my YouTube channel. Uh, the study of God's word and uh, when I preach some messages also during times we're going to be uploading that to our Facebook pages and our um, YouTube channels so we'll keep that in, in your remembrance on my personal YouTube channel but we, we're going to start this more today by going to the Lord in prayer let's remember the day by let's remember our nation in prayer let's remember everything that's going on in this country we need a revival Bible. Uh, you know, we, we recently this current administration has signed in ungodly agendas that, that spits in the face of God, but by the killing of unborn babies, and it is playing out murder. I don't know how some Christians can vote for that, to be honest with you, but they'll have to answer to God for that. I'm not going to deal with that, but we're going to deal with that subject because, you know, the book of Revelation is going to be fulfilled. You know, judgment's coming to the uh, America to, and the world, to be honest. It all really centers around Israel. So let's remember a nation, member, lost family, loved ones, churches in prayer, all those that are affected by this sickness that's going around today and all this ungodly agenda that's being pushed down our throats. Those out there that may be listening, that may be sick, we want to cover you in prayer today. We want to call out to God on your behalf, lost loved ones, revivals in our churches. So we'll start today by going to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, today, God, we honor you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God, today, Lord, and exalt you. Today, I ask for your touch, dear God, as I get ready to bring forth your word, as I get ready to speak your word to the nations and online, God, that there may be someone that is touched by these messages that some would learn from them. Today, God, help my understanding, Lord. Today, we pray for those that may be sick. Lord, that's listening. We ask God for you to touch your God and move, Lord, upon them. God, let your hand let your healing hand flow upon them, dear God, today, Lord. Touch this nation. God, we need a revival in this church, in this nation. God, I pray, God, that people will turn back to you, Lord. I pray, God, that people will wake up before it's too late, before you're coming, before, before they die and go to an eternal flame of hell, Lord. Let people come to you, Lord. Deal with the hearts and lives out there today, God. Today, we ask, God, for you to strengthen your church, strengthen your believers, God, in the faith, in this hour that we're in. We honor you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Excuse the camera angles, but I'm trying to do three things at one time, trying to get things set up. But I, will, I told you, Sunday, that I was going to begin a study in the book of Revelation a little bit. I'm not really going to jump into Revelation so much today, but I'm going to give you a... A, of course, a little bit of an introduction on the book of Revelation today. We're going to start in Revelation chapter 1. I just want to read just a first, you know, verse right there, starting out. 
in this little study on the introduction right here. The revelation, revelation 1 and 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signify it by his angel unto his servant, John. So, you know, in the recent years, and rightfully so, the, there's been a lot of attention brought to the book of Revelation. And, and I remember some years ago that back in time that people used to have a thought and you'd hear people say, well, you should not read the book of Revelation. You should not read whatever the reason for that was. They were completely wrong in that way of thinking because in fact, the Bible tells us exactly different that we ought to be reading the book of Revelation. In fact, verse 3 says that blessed is he that readeth and they that heareth the words of the prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. He John, right here writes this. He tells us there's three people, three classes of people that are blessed. You got those that read the book of Revelation, those who hear it, and those who keep the things that are written therein. So we see blessings attached to the book of Revelation. Remember also about the book of Revelation. It's not revelations. It's revelation. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The word revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypse, which means to unveil or to uncover. And when you begin to see what revelation is going to tell us is that these things that is to come to pass, the future, if you will. See, God's already put the future in the book. You don't have to go, you know, people are looking for the future, what's going to happen in the future, what, what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. God's word is already clear on what's coming. God has already told us the future. God's told us the end from the beginning, to be honest with you. God's already spoken to us and put it in his word, those things which shall be. Let me just give you a little clue today that in the end, the church wins. Jesus wins and the church wins, if you will. But it means to unveil, to uncover. It shows us John sees these things that is going to come upon this earth. It, the book of Revelation was written by John on the Isle of Patmos. In about A.D. 95, you know, a lot of there's some that we're, I'm not going into it this week, but there's some, it's a false teaching that believe that these events of revelation occurred sometimes before then, you know. But the fact is, John didn't write this to A.D. 95, and those things that they're saying that happened years ago was already gone before this book was even written. So we see this book as showing us the future, if you will. On, uh, he would, uh, we're, uh, what's getting ready to come on this earth in the near future. You see, at Patmos, where John was at, was just a small little rocky volcanic island in the Aegean Sea off the coast of modern-day Turkey. 
Why, why was John there? Because he was a political prison. It is, this is where we're going to go with this just a little bit today. John found himself arrested and thrown on this island because he was a political prison, prisoner. In that day, the worst of political prisoners were literally thrown onto this rocky island to confine to do hard labor on this island. But why was John there? He hadn't done no wrong. John hadn't really committed no crime. Uh, John didn't really, wasn't really a criminal, if you will, what we think is criminal, but in the eyes of that government, the eyes of the, that Roman Empire, if you will, they considered him a criminal. Why was John even there to begin on that island? Well, Revelation 1 and 9 says to John, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the aisle called Patmos for the word of God and for a testimony of Jesus Christ. See, John was considered a criminal because of him preaching Jesus. Now, you see where we're going. He was sent to that island by Domitian, the Roman emperor at that time. But on this aisle... Is where John was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day, the first, if you will. And that's where John got this great book of Revelation at. So the Holy Spirit, I believe, was telling, showing John right here and telling us the, and he was telling that Roman emperor, if you will, what the end of, of people like him are going to be. And, and you see, that there's coming an end to this entire reign of Satan, if you will. This persecution of the church, they're not getting by with it. This ungodly agenda is not going to go unaccounted for. It's not going to go unanswered, if you will. But until that, and we'll get there here in a little bit. But until then, we need to understand that we're going to have some trouble. We're going to have some tribulation in this earth right now. Jesus said it like this. He said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. John 16 and 33. But be a good cheer, for I have overcome the world. We cannot expect a world that's run by Satan to love the church. No, 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 no. The, this world that is sin infested and it's, you know, we, we know who the God of this world is, is going to hate the Christian today. It's going to try to silence the message of Jesus Christ. It's going to try to come against us and quieten us down and, um, and not want us to speak the truth. And we're going to experience times of trouble and trials, if you will. You see, John said, sees his plight, and, and this is the way, <coughs> excuse me, this is the way we ought to see our plight as well. This is a part of God's design. What do you mean? God already warned us that we're going to be hated for his name's sake. You can go into the book of John and Jesus said, if they hate me, they'll hate you. If they persecute me, they will persecute you because no man is greater than his master. So we're seeing it. But John says he is a partner with other Christians in three things. 
and suffering. Hello, let me tell you, anybody that tells you you ain't, they ain't going to be suffering, they don't know what they're talking about. He says they're a partner in the kingdom and patience. But what I'm trying to tell you today in this little study is that persecution is nothing new to the church. It's nothing new in the past. Christians today in places are being persecuted. They're being tortured. And they're being put to death in places around the world for the cause of Christ. Yeah, even in 2021, it's happening. Places like China, Saudi Arabia, the Muslim nations around the world, and other nations, you, for carrying a Bible, you can be put to death. You see that, why? Because the cause of Christ, preaching Christ, you could actually lose your life because of they, of who you're speaking of, Jesus. It tells you how much, they, how much fear they got of the Lord, really, to try, of this message. If they're trying to silence the church and trying to destroy the church and do away with it. But I got news for you. They're not going to do away with the church. I got news for you. They're not going to silence us. I got news for you. There's, there's, there's always going to be a voice. Listen, they tried to get rid of John the Baptist. Herod and Herodias and all them. When they thought, when they cut his head off, that was the end. But there was one that was greater than John the Baptist that was coming. And it was Jesus. You know, but we know persecution is arising. We know persecution is coming. And yes, we've been blessed in America. We have literally been blessed in the United States of America. But now we're seeing that persecution begin to rise even here in this country. We see just that tide beginning to come in this nation today. It's coming here. We're starting to see the that what I call the outer bands of it begin to take place. The evidence is all around us. You see, but it, it but we know that true biblical Christianity is going to come under fire. Not watered down, sugar coated Christianity, but true biblical Christianity. The true message of Jesus Christ, the true biblical message, those who stand for it, those who preach it, will come under fire. Why? Because the message of God, of Christ, the message, the true message of God is hostile to this world's message. After all, who is the God of this world? The Bible tells us Satan is the God of this world who has blinded the minds. Satan's a deceitful liar. Satan well, is a deceiver. I preached it Wednesday night that many people are going to go to hell because they fell for his deceitment. He's going to deceive them. The word, they fell in the beginning because deceitment. That was the first sin in the Bible, a lie. The last sin in the Bible condemned is a lie, deceitment. The reality is today people hate truth. Hello? People despise the truth. They don't want to hear it, the truth. They don't want to hear they ain't but two genders, male and female. 
I don't care how many dresses you put on and how much makeup you put on. If you got the male chromosome, you're still a male. God only created male and female and liberals created the rest of them, folks. People don't want to hear that truth because they're offended by the truth. People don't want to hear the truth of what is sin today. Because they're wanting to continue to live in their sin. They don't want to hear repentance. They don't want to hear turning to God and living for God. They don't want to hear about holiness. Because a lot of people want to continue to live any old way as they want to live. They don't want to be disturbed in their life. The reality is people hate the truth today. People despise truth. And that's to read this message of the gospel. It's contradiction to the message of the world. It's hostile. Because the world system is built upon a lie. The master of the God of this world is the father of lies. And I'm talking about the lowercase g, by the way. People hate truth. Satan hates truth. Why do you think... He's hostile towards biblical Christianity. Why do you think he's hostile to the church? The true church of Jesus Christ. Why do you think he attacks Christianity but he don't attack Islam? Why do you think these governors in the states of America and around the world, they've got a problem with the churches but they're, they've allowed the liquor joints to stay open? Why do you think Kumo and uh, Newsom and some of these others, they wanted to silence the church and keep them locked down? Thank God the Supreme Court overrode that. But, but they don't want them to sing. Don't really want them to gather in because they hate the truth of what's coming out because the truth exposes their lie. And let me tell you, when you cannot argue with the truth you try to silence it i say this right now and i know there may be people that will have a problem with what i'm about to say but the reason they're trying to silence donald trump and impeach him again is because they knew this election was rigged i don't care youtube google remove whatever you want to but the reality is this thing and because they can't argue with that fact, can I tell you, they will try to silence the message. They will try to move forward with the message. They will try to destroy the message of Jesus Christ. So they try their best to silence it. One of my carvers went out, so... Cause of low battery, but we'll, we'll continue on. I got a backup right here. But persecution comes. Persecution will arise. And John was willing to suffer for the cause of Christ. And he was the only one who suffered a natural death. Listen to how some of the other disciples died because of Christ. You know, James, the brother of John, was put to death by the sword in Jerusalem. By Herod in Acts 12. Peter was crucified in Rome under Nero. Tradition says he was crucified upside down. Andrew, Peter's brother, died by crucifixion in southern Greece on an X-shaped cross. 
Bartholomew was beaten and crucified in India. Thomas had been speared to death in India. Matthew had been killed with an axe in Ethiopia. James, the half-brother of the Lord, was beaten to death in Jerusalem. Mark was dragged to death in the streets. Paul was beheaded in, Nero, in Rome under Nero. The reason he wasn't crucified was because Roman citizenship spared him from crucifixion. Timothy was stoned and beaten to death in the street of Ephesus. Philip was scourged and thrown into prison and afterward crucified in Pegoria. Jude, commonly called Thaddeus, was crucified at Essia. Listen, I just mentioned some of the persecutions that have took place in the church. And despite the horrible suffering, despite the things they went through, can I tell you, the church endured and the church increased. Read the book of Acts. They suffered persecution, but the church increased. Even as we read on in the book of Revelation, we see that even in that time, I'm not going to get into this right here, but I believe in a pre-trib rapture. All I'm going to say is this. You cannot deny, deny the event. You may can argue the timing, but you can't deny the event. But I believe in a pre-trib rapture. But I also know during that time of the tribulation, there's going to be multitudes that come to the Lord. They will be there. Those will suffer persecution that will literally die for the faith. The church will go before the tribulation. But the message, here's what's interesting. It ain't the church preaching the message in the tribulation. Hello. I'm going to tell you, about, I'm not necessarily got these in order, but I'm going to tell you, and we'll get there later on. But you'll see the angels. God will have angels preaching the message to the world. We'll get there. There'll be two witnesses. A lot of debate who they are. A lot of people believe it could be Enoch and Elijah. And I kind of go along with that, but that's not important. Who they are, the reality, the important things. There's two witnesses that will trouble the Antichrist that will begin to preach. There'll be 144,000 Jewish people that bring forth the message. If I'm not mistaken on that. But the reality is, we'll cover that later on. The message will continue to go forth even in that time. Remember, the tribulation is when Israel gets comes. It's a time when Israel comes to Christ. The natural branches come back, if you will. But during that time and during this period that is coming on the earth, severe persecution will be there. Those upon those who accept Christ during this time. Perhaps we're seeing the stages set for this. Perhaps we're seeing the events of this begin to take place of the coming persecution happened. Consider these statements that was recently made by one, by an atheistic Hollywood and to be honest with you, I really don't care what some atheistic Hollywood person got to say. But I'm just going to show you the mentality of these people.
in some of these websites. Bill Meyer places the blame on what happened at the Capitol on Christians, born-again Christians. Do you see the attitude right there? Snoops, I guess we've all heard of Snoops, one of these so-called fact-checkers, if you will. They put an article out just recently blaming, saying those that believe in creation and creation itself or like is a conspiracy theory and those that um, believe creation or are conspiracy theorists. No, 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 no. Uh, let me tell you something, Snoops. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But you, you see this, and we see this Equality Act that is arising that wants to give people uh, this ungodly agenda to force things on churches, to force things we don't believe in coming in there. We see also this call for unity coming from the Democrats and the liberals and the rhinos. But the reality is they don't want unity. They want conformity. Well, let me just tell you this right here. Anybody ought to know a true born again Bible believing Christian cannot come into agreement with an ungodly agenda that supports abortion, transgenderism, same-sex marriage that's anti-Israel. This is going to turn out like it turned out at the Tower of Babel. They don't want God in society. See, folks, this is where socialism leads to. Government and communism, government is God. We're seeing it come even here in America today. But I'm telling you, God's going to step in one day. See, they tried to build a tower. Nimrod tried to live, lead a rebellion against God. And, and we see how it turned out in Genesis. You go read it. But we see all this ungodly agenda being pushed down our throats, uh, coming for us, um, the, trying to really attack the church and attack the core beliefs of the Bible, if you will. That's what it's all boiling down to, to be honest. We see where we're at in prophetic times. I have no doubt that we're living in the days of Noah again and the days of Lot, just like Jesus said. We see this hostility that is right here upon us. But I want you to know, despite everything that you're seeing, despite we're the, them hating or hating us, the world hating us, despite their persecution, despite everything they're trying to push. Can I tell you, the book of Revelation also shows us that God will vindicate. God will vindicate. In other words, we're going to win. God's going to pour his wrath out. Upon this earth, God's going to deal with the ungodly. It's what the book of Revelation tells us also. When it's all said and done, the church of Jesus Christ will win. When it's all said and done, Jesus will reign in Jerusalem for a thousand years on the throne. Let me tell you something. 
We're just getting to this point. I'm listening for a trumpet to blow anytime. I'm looking at the things, what's happening in the world. It tells me we're on the brink of something happening. Let me tell you, you cannot do the thing. God's going to vindicate everything that's went on in this country. We are seeing the crookedness, a level of ungodliness, filth and corruption come out. But God's going to vindicate that. There's, they're going to stand before the supreme judge, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But I'll tell you, the book of Revelation is a book of hope for the believer. Because we know how it turns out that we rule and reign with him. We know the future of the devil and all that throw their lot in with him. It tells us the future of the devil. I told you the other night, and I'll, I'll repeat it again. Satan's going to hell. Satan's going to hell. He's going to be locked into the lake of fire. He's not there yet, but he's going there. Justice is going to be the sentence. His sentence and will take place. Let me tell you, God's already told him where he's going. That's the sentence. He just ain't it went for the sentencing yet, but he's going for that sentencing. But for the unbeliever, the book of Revelation is a book of judgment. It is a book that should produce fear upon those that ain't right with God. Because the book of Revelation shows us the end of the wicked. It shows us the end of the wicked. I tell you, Revelation, I remind you of Revelation 1 and 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Let me tell you. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. They're going to confess that he's Christ. They're not getting by with anything out there. Listen to me. They're not getting by with anything. Every abortion doctor, if they don't repent, is going to stand before the God. And they're going to give an account for every innocent baby's life that they took with the blood on their hand. The corrupt politicians in America, they're going to stand before a holy God one day. Nobody's getting by with anything. They may think they are. But let me tell you, the day of judgment is coming. The end is already settled. God shows us the end in the book of Revelation. Their end is in the lake of fire. Their end is in the eternal lake of fire, chained and bound with the devil, the false prophet, and the beast. My gosh, they'll have to stand before the great white throne and give an account to God for their actions. Listen. What I'm telling you today is simply this. Jesus wins. He's already won, folks. Jesus wins, we win. The future of the church is not bleak. The future of the church is bright. But for those that come against the church, for those that push their ungodly agenda, let me tell you, unless you get saved, 
and born again and get the blood of Jesus upon you, the future is gloom. There may be somebody that's listening. You're not right with you, with the Lord. God's calling you to him today. God's saying, come to me, call upon me, confess me today. Ask for forgiveness of your sins. Let the blood cover your sins. Make things right with God. Call upon the name of the Lord. Today, repent of the sins. We tell you, we got a hope. We got a blessed hope. We ain't to look for the Antichrist. We are to look for the blessed hope. I'm not looking for the gloom and doom. I'm looking for the blessed hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, help us today. God, help us today. I know we are living in perilous times, and I know we're living in dangerous times. But let me tell you, do everything. The one thing I do know, when it's all said and done, Jesus wins. I said Jesus wins. I said Jesus wins. Jesus wins. I'm telling you, I got a reason to celebrate. I got a reason to shout. I got a reason to praise today because it ain't over. When it's said and done, we're going to rule and reign with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, I'm going to... And that's something we can rejoice in today. I'm going to... We'll close out with that little bit right there. I'll pick up probably starting in Revelation chapter 1 and probably going to do some more ser services like this as well, preaching and putting them on YouTube and uh, and the social sites. Got to work on this one little camera right here I got here, but we'll get that fixed and get things going again. But I want to have a word of prayer and I want to give you a few things before closing. Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, for you to touch, dear God, and move, dear Lord, upon us. Today, Lord, we, we see the hour that we're in, God, and I pray for strength for every believer. God, today I ask God for you to touch everyone that don't know, that knows you out there in this time, this hour, God, that's struggling. God, I pray, God, for you to strengthen them, God, give them peace in this hour. Lord, today I pray for your help your mercy God and I ask for you to save that one that's lost bring that backslider home bring that one that don't know you let them come to you today God let the conviction rain upon them Lord today we honor you Lord we praise you we lift you up we exalt you Jesus name we pray amen and amen this concludes the first part of the Revelation Bible study right here I'm going to do a little different than we did it before inside but I'm going to just kind of cover around on some topics but I'm going to deal with the churches the seven churches again we'll continue a little bit next time I'm on in a few days when I get things set up in the notes together but I do want to take time if you're not out there and you're in the Fulton County Pennsylvania area I want to invite you to the Houston Town Church of God Sunday mornings at 9.30, Sunday nights at 6 o'clock, and Wednesday nights at 6.30. I'll assure you, let me tell you, I'll, you you're welcome to come. That's what I'm going to tell you. You're welcome to come. We want to. We look forward to having you. God bless you. We'll see you again next time.